0: A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked, and yet would remain silent. John Calvin.
1: Telling a woman that she can't get elder is a nonsense rule.
0: If they claim to be in the body, we let him have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute
1: landslide. Parents six Christianizing the American dream.
0: Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Treating Jesus it? like a lottery ticket.
1: The Lord spoke to my heart. It's been very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you, word for word, these words came into my heart. And I won't be I'm asking you to brush your
0: hair. That's what God commanded. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Master's Dog, episode 107. I'm your host, Norm, The Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. The Evangelical Norm. So I like to give a little background on the podcast as long as we keep getting new subscribers, which I am getting, which I am grateful to you guys who share the, the videos, who like the videos, who subscribe, and hit that notification because all that stuff makes that little thing called Mr. Al-Go-Rhythm. He uh, lets uh, other people know that might like this stuff as well. And so we keep getting new subscribers. So thank you for sharing. If you haven't done so yet, hit the subscribe button down there. If you're over on the Evangelical Norm uh, YouTube channel, if you're on Gab TV, hit that uh, subscribe button there. You can follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, find me wherever, uh, social media. But the background on this podcast for you who are new, new subscribers coming in, uh, I started this out a couple years back uh, responding to the at the time, I think it was, well, no, they had changed their name to Saints Unscripted, um, formerly the Three Mormons LDS podcast on YouTube. Uh, they started a segment called Faith and Beliefs. they started talking about the LDS articles of faith, and I wanted to respond to those and show how they were not in line with mainline, uh, biblical Christianity. And then, uh, I committed to respond to every one of those videos because they went beyond just the 13 articles of faith. So I said, I'm going to keep responding. The name of the podcast then was called Faith and Beliefs Refuted. And then uh, later on, I decided to start dealing with all sorts of false teachers, whether they be prosperity pimps, uh, fake false uh, healers, you know, fake faith healers. Say that three times real fast. I started dealing with all these other guys, and that's when the name changed to The Master's Dog, which comes from that John Calvin quote that you heard at the beginning of the introduction. So there's a little background on the podcast, why we do what we do, and today we are back dealing with uh, the guys from Saints Unscripted, Faith and Beliefs, and the reality is the majority of what I do is responding to them, because they put out one of those podcasts every single week, uh, and so I respond to it every single week. I do other podcasts as as I come across false teachers in social media or people suggest stuff. People send me videos or whatever and say hey respond to this tell us know what you think that's where the rest of the stuff comes from so the lion's share of this podcast is going to be dealing with uh david snell from saints unscripted and this stuff so all that being said we are going to jump in david is going to give us a crash course in latter-day saint terms and titles he's going to break down the organization of the lds church and the definitions and While this really doesn't have anything to do with apologetics or anything like that, I still, again, committed to respond to every one of these videos, so we're going to take a look, and God always brings something up as he goes through to uh, glorify himself in uh, the um, inaccuracies and the heretical views of the LDS Church. So here we go. This is David Snell from Saints Unscripted.
1: Hey guys, so if you don't know anything about the Catholic Church, for example, terms like Archbishop, Diocese, and Cardinal might be confusing to you. Similarly, there are terms and titles within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that may sound foreign at first. So in this episode, we're going to review the organization and structure of our church and introduce you to some terms and titles you're bound to run into as you learn more about us. It won't be an exhaustive list, but it'll be enough to get you by. Okay. Alright, so your local congregation of Latter-day Saints is called a ward. Depending on where you live, you might belong to the Sandstone Ward, or the Jackson Ward, or the Provo 932nd Ward, etc. If there aren't enough members in your area to create an official ward, instead there may be a smaller version of a ward called a branch. Each ward is led by a bishopric, which includes the bishop and his two counselors. Within each ward are many different organizations, which are each led by a presidency of three people. the elders quorum for adult men who hold the priesthood office of elder, the relief society for adult women, Sunday school for men and women, the primary for children and the young women's and young men's organizations for youth. The young men's organization is divided into the deacons, teachers and priests quorums, which are offices of the priesthood that young men advance through. As-
0: OK, so let's take a look at this real quick and and we're going to get more into this at the end, but he's got this broken out down here in the ages. So Priests, teachers, deacons. If you look at what the, the Bible in Second uh, in Timothy and in Titus calls for deacons, the, um, the qualifications of a deacon, a 12- to 14-year-old boy cannot meet those qualifications. All right? So that's the other thing. And then, of course, they, they don't uh, name the priesthood that these young men hold. Which is the Aaronic, or what we would term biblically as the Levitical priesthood, which they cannot possibly hold unless they happen to be descendant of Aaron through the tribe of Levi uh, to be an uh, Aaronic priest or a Levitical priest. They have to be descendant from that, that, that line, only Levites could be Levitical priests. So none of these young men qualify for this priesthood. They can't. And and the other thing is, is that priesthood was done away with through Christ becoming the priest after the order of Melchizedek um, forever, untransferable. There's only one Melchizedek priest, which we'll get to here when they when they get to that point, if he does. There's only ever going to be one Melchizedek priest. That is Christ. He is our high priest. He did away with the Aaronic priesthood, which was responsible for sacrifices and those things in the temple, which Christ did once and for all on the cross.
1: As they get older. In addition to the leaders of these organizations, there are also dozens of other positions within each ward to be filled. There might be a choir director, a librarian, a self-reliance specialist, etc. As the leader of the ward, the bishop counsels with others and seeks inspiration on who to invite among the ward members to fill these positions.
0: It's amazing how often somebody who is not real active in the church or has not been there for a while or is uh, rumored to be getting ready to leave the church, those people suddenly get callings because you'll. And I've, I've had conversations with, with LDS people. Part of, of belonging is being given responsibility, and they a lot of LDS people thrive on that. And so, when they're not real active or anything, a lot of times they'll go, Well, let's see if they'll respond to, to receiving a calling. Now, some people will just say no. But sometimes they're like, oh, okay. I mean, I had, I was the, when I was in uh, the Aaronic Priesthood, I was the president of my deacon's quorum. I didn't really realize the fact that there were zero other deacons. I was the only one. So, you know, here I am all proud that I'm the president of the deacon's quorum when I'm the president of nobody.
1: Your responsibility in the ward is called your calling. Callings are temporary, and service is the goal, not advancement to leadership positions. Sir, I'm afraid you've gone mad with power. In the various wards I've been a part of, I've been a teacher in different organizations, I've been in Sunday school presidencies, heck, I've been a nursery (laughs) leader. There are over 31,000 Latter-day Saint wards and branches throughout the world. A group of several wards or branches makes up the next organizational unit called a stake. Steak? steak? This is not a food reference.
0: <laughs>
1: the word stake,
0: as if we couldn't tell by the way you spelled it,
1: just... is taken from Old Testament tent imagery, in which the tent or church is held up by supporting stakes stake leaders preside over the several wards within the stake
0: from uh, years of being a, a member of the lds church i never heard that I, I never heard that it was come came from tent imagery
1: the stake is led by a stake presidency supporting that presidency in leading the stake is the stake high.
0: wait wait let, let me just back up a minute because they're trying to justify the biblical uh precedent of having stakes and they're using imagery that they're held up by stakes why, why are we not talking about J.L. and uh, driving the stake through, um, was it Cicero? Through his goal? Who Who did, I, I should have looked this up. It just kind of popped into my head. It wasn't Barack, was the, or the the army commander that uh, shirked his duty, which led to Deborah J.L. Cicero, I believe, is the guy that she drives the stake through his head. Uh, why, not, why aren't you using that for the... Uh, the, the biblical precedent for the use of the term stake.
1: Council. There are also stake-level presidencies for the Sunday School, Relief Society, Primary, Young Men's, and Young Women's programs, while the stake presidency also serves as the presidency over the Elder's Quorum. Within each stake, one man also holds the calling of stake patriarch. His responsibility is to give what we call patriarchal blessings, and you can learn more about that calling in this episode. There are...
0: Patriarchal blessings. I, I don't want you to have to go back to watching the whole episode of whatever it is. I probably did. I well, I did an episode on that as well. Patriarchal blessings are basically uh, them kind of praying, and they give you this whole thing about what tribe you're descended from. And so, apparently, I was supposed. I, I believe my patriarchal blessing said I was from the tribe of Ephraim, which I'm not. Um, and what tribe you were descended from, and. All the things that God was going to do in your life if you remain faithful, which obviously I did not, I became a son of perdition and so on. So it's basically, uh, uh, it's, it's LDS horoscope, is, excuse me, is what it is. It's future telling.
1: Over 3,400 Latter-day Saints stakes around the world. Nobody who holds a calling at the ward and stake level is paid for their work, including bishops and stake presidents. You guys are getting paid? The next level of leadership are the quorms of the Seventy. This office of the priesthood is reminiscent of Luke 10, when Christ appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. Today, to meet the needs of a growing worldwide church, there are currently 12.
0: I'll, I'll let him continue and we'll talk about this at the
1: end. Quorums of the Seventy, led by seven men who compose the Presidency of the Seventy. Presidencies composed of three Seventies preside over groups of stakes in the church in 22 different areas around the world. Presiding over the Quorums of the Seventy is the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, which is the second highest governing body in the church. The highest governing body of the church is the First Presidency, composed of the president or prophet of the church and two counselors chosen from the Quorum of the Twelve. When the president dies, the apostle, who has been in the quorum for the longest, takes his place and chooses his counselors. And finally, who presides over the First Presidency? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. It's tricky like that, Jesus. General worldwide leaders in the Church are known as either General Authorities or General Officers of the Church. These include the First Presidency, Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, the first two quorums of the Seventy, as well as presidencies on a church-wide level over the Sunday School, Relief Society, Primary, Young Men's, and Young Women's organizations. There is also a presiding bishopric. The presiding bishop and his two counselors serve under the direction of the First Presidency to administer the temporal affairs of the Church. This structure can change and evolve to fit the needs of the church as needed. One of the things I love about the structure of the church is that our scriptures teach that in order to have God's help in your leadership position, you've got to be selfless and sincere. These scriptures are specifically in reference to priesthood holders, but I think the principles apply to all leaders. When we undertake to cover our sins, or to gratify our pride, our vain ambition, or to exercise control or dominion or compulsion upon the souls of the children of men in any degree of unrighteousness, behold, the heavens withdraw themselves. The Spirit of the Lord is grieved, and when it is withdrawn, amen to the priesthood or the authority of that man. No power or influence can or ought to be maintained by virtue of the priesthood only by persuasion, by long-suffering, by gentleness and meekness, and by love unfeigned, by kindness and pure knowledge, reproving betimes with sharpness when moved upon by the Holy Ghost, and then showing forth afterwards an increase of love toward him whom thou hast reproved. I love you too. You take that back! Nope, can't. It's out there. Everybody hear it? Yeah. Being a leader in our faith should never be about power or dominion over others. It should be about service, as our great leader, Jesus Christ, exemplified. If you want to learn more about some of the different things we've talked about today, check out the resources in the YouTube description of this video, and have a great day.
0: Hey, guys. All right, so the, the thing about all this and this whole organization is supposedly when Joseph Smith uh, restored the church. He restored the organization that Jesus laid out. But the reality is, is none of this is biblical. You don't find any of this. Jesus did not create a, a, a first presidency or quorums of the 70. When you, and when you read what he did, he sent out 70 missionaries in groups of two to go to preach the gospel. Nowhere does it say they were leadership. Nowhere does it say we, we recognize, as the church has gone on, that there were 12 apostles. They were the ones that were called out. They were specially called as those who knew and walked with Jesus. And that office went away after they died. We do not see the anywhere. I mean, immediately, nowhere in the first few centuries of the church do we see other people being named as apostles. We don't in any way. So what they're trying to say is that immediately this whole organization got corrupted and was lost. And they were the ones that when it never actually existed, you know, to go back and go, well, we have a biblical precedent to use the term stake by using that. There were 10 stakes in there. So should we I mean, we can use any term that that shows up in the Bible and use it as a I mean, a, a, a. Red thread. We could have like um, you know segments of an organization because you know she she marked the the true place of of safety with a red thread. So why are you know temples not called red threads? Because they're true places of safety, right? I mean, this is ridiculous to make these claims that this is any kind of a biblical organization. This is, I mean, it's a amazing organization. It is a Um, very precise and functional in the manage and it manages to maintain order in what is a huge uh, false religion the catholics have a a massive organization to keep control of a huge false religion so again it's not about the organization it is about i mean there are different church bodies in 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 biblical Christianity and within Orthodoxy, there are many different types of church government. Jesus did not set out and go, This is how your church must be governed. There are examples, and Paul gives us some ideas of stuff of what will work and way you know and so on. So now we see presbyteries and, you know, Baptist organizations and Moses models and all these different things, elder led, which I think is is appropriate and, and right according to what Paul talks about with uh, Timothy and putting elders and and so on. So we can see that, but there's no set down, here is the way this is organized. And they botched so much stuff. I mean, again, to make a 12-year-old a deacon, when you look at what Timothy and Titus say about deacons being the husband of one wife, sober-minded, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't know that I was ever sober-minded as a 12-year-old. I mean, my my head was full of dirty jokes, right? So again, a 12-year-old, the Aaronic priesthood doesn't exist anymore. It was done away with because of Christ fulfilling the law. There's no longer a need for sacrifices or anything like that. All this stuff is the the imagination and uh, administrative ability of Joseph Smith to create a cult and then formulate it into a pseudo uh, uh, heretical pseudo christian sect is what we will call them and it's crazy but that's what it is so there's your there's your stuff about uh or lds organization terms and titles and why it doesn't fall into what we would consider orthodox christianity i hope you guys found this helpful um again hit the subscribe button like share do all that good stuff uh if you're listening on itunes or anything give me a five-star review or uh give me a two-star. I, I don't, I really don't give me an honest review of what you think and, and leave some comments. Uh, let me know what you think and um, we'll continue on. And we got a episode of false teacher of the week coming up. So I should be dropping here uh, within the next couple hours, I hope again, I hope you found this helpful as always preach the gospel at all times, use words that are necessary until next time. Soli Deo Gloria. Mm.